the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. It's already Thursday. A phenomenon has occurred that I cannot explain. Time seems to have flown with greater rapidity during the lockdown than in normal times. Somewhat belying the notion that time flies when you're having a good time. I I don't understand it. I fully acknowledge it. All of a sudden, I wake up, and it's Thursday, and yet another week is gone. Hmm. So they impeached the president yesterday in the House. I wonder how many Americans actually even listened or watched. I I would love to know if we have any numbers. What the the left has done to impeachment, it has done to everything else. It has ruined it. It it is now meaningless. It is truly meaningless. It is simply a Democratic Party's way of expressing its petulant anger. That's all. If... And needless to say, if Republicans acted in this way, the country would be in major hysteria and crisis induced by the media. Right? It's very, uh, it's a dark time, my dear friends, and I don't want you to despair because that's very unhelpful. You should be concerned. There's every reason to be concerned. Uh, But... Uh, what did I say the uh, the other week? If you only fight when you think you'll win, you won't win. And that's the way it works. Now to say you'll fight means to take over the capital. See? That's the way they have figured out that he induced the insurrection. No insurrection took place. It is just another lie of the left. But I and you are living through the rule that anything repeated enough, including men give birth, is accepted as truth. That's right. Have you ever heard anything as hateful as men give birth? I don't know. It's really up there. I'd like you to hear a congresswoman from St. Louis, a newly elected congresswoman. And this is... uh, Corey Bush in Congress yesterday. Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you, and I yield back. And from New York, wishes to reserve. Was that, was that some applause that I actually heard? <laughs> the white supremacist in chief. 
Anything can be said. Do you understand? This woman did not have a voice in her. Said, you know, I think eh, you might be going a little too far. We really don't have any data to support the argument that he is a white supremacist, let alone the white supremacist in chief. The question really arises when when a white supremacist does show up, will there be any vocabulary left? The answer, of course, is no. Rashida Tlaib weighed in. Okay, let's hear Rashida Tlaib. English gentlelady from uh, Michigan, Ms. Uh, Ms. Tlaib. The gentlewoman from Michigan is recognized for 30 seconds. Thank you, Madam Chair. In Michigan's 13th, we proudly speak truth to power, even in the face of a racist in chief. Those who incited an attack on the People's House do not get to talk about healing and unity. They have torn this country apart. They have stoked the fire and then handed the gasoline to Donald Trump. Dr. King once said, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is in the presence of justice. Today, we must embody those words. And we must understand that peace must be centered in truth and action. We cannot sit, Madam Chair, sit idly by after a violent attempted coup and allow lies and hate to continue. Today, we stand up for our constituents who continue to be harmed by the Supreme wishes to reserve the gentlewoman. Today's time has expired. Donald Trump. The gentlewoman's time has expired. The gentleman from New York. Yeah, if there's ever a gentlewoman, it is Rashida Tlaib. I, uh, it's, uh, I know the person has to say it, but it is somewhat of a joke. Attempted coup, insurrection. It's the only coup in which people stop to take selfies. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was disgusting and stupid. But it wasn't uh, an attempted coup. It's just being used like the Reichstag fire, as I've said to you since it happened. The Nazis used the Reichstag fire within a month of being in office in 1933. And then they had the Enabling Act, which enabled them to shut down all the communists of the country, just as they are shutting down the conservatives of the country. Differences, of course, well... In terms of tactics, there are no difference, and it's the tactics that I am I am drawing a parallel to. Not the concentration camps, death camps, and the like, which are unique to the Nazis, and which didn't occur for years. This is 1933, a month into their election. Now, what are they going to have an impeachment? This is not clear to me. Will there be an impeachment after he is out of office? How do you impeach a president who isn't president? It shows you it's all emotional. They're children just venting. There's a list of companies that say they are cutting off the president. PJ Media has uh, reported on this. Amazon. One of the biggest companies in the world, owned by the richest man in the world, also owns the Washington Post, cut off donations to Republicans who fought election fraud. And I'm reading from uh, from PJ Media. 
and demanded an extension of the voting in the Electoral College. Then there's the Professional Golf Association, the PGA, Facebook, Twitter, Shopify, Stripe, Reddit, Snapchat, Twitch, Lehigh University took back an honorary degree to Donald Trump, Wagner College the same, uh, Middlebury is considering revoking Rudolph Giuliani's honorary law, law degree. American Express PAC will no longer support any congressional member who voted against certifying the election. The company never supported any GOP senators, according to the New York Times. There's no word on if the companies, no word on if, mm, there's no word if the company cut off Democrats who have voted against certification in the past? That's a very good question. MasterCard said it was cutting off donations to any politician who tried to hold up the count of the Electoral College votes. Morgan Stanley has cut off donations to any congressional member who voted that way. New York State Bar Association is considering investigating Giuliani and banishing him from their group. AT&T withdrew all its PAC donations from all Republicans, including 17 Texas state Republicans and Senator Ted Cruz. A group called End Citizens United called for the corporation's withdrawal of donations from Republicans. It owns Time Warner Cable. Comcast announced it's cutting off Republicans who fought the election results. Comcast owns NBC Universal, NBC TV, local NBC stations, Xfinity, Telemundo, and film companies and recreational parks. Dow Chemical. Blue Cross Blue Shield cut off political contributions to Republicans who tried to stop the certification of the Electoral College. It's one of the nation's largest federations of insurance companies, according to the New York Times. Marriott International, uh, which uh, besides owning its Marriott hotels, owns nearly 5,400 properties, including the Lux, the Ritz-Carlton brand, Autograph Collection Hotel, St. Regis, and many others. It's cutting off the GOP because of the destructive events at the Capitol, which undermined a legitimate and fair election. It's cutting off the whole GOP. So half the country might not want to stay at Marriott Hotels. It seems to me that's a logical reaction. It's the cowards who run these companies who just want to be woke. And uh, they're supporting people who have utter contempt for business. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. 1-8-Prager-776. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. What is going on? Even 10 years ago, it would have been incomprehensible to most Americans. I predicted it. I'm not a genius. I'm not a prophet. I know the left like you know your family. There is no exception to what is happening anywhere that they gain power, so why would there be an exception in the United States? It is, as I tell you every day, a completely destructive force. And it is destroying freedom at this time. The most unique aspect, that is what has made America exceptional, is freedom. Slavery didn't make America exceptional because everybody had slaves. Everyone, every country on earth, every tribe, every nation, blacks had slaves, Muslims had slaves, Christians had slaves, non-Christians had slaves. It's it's one of the proofs that human nature is not basically good, that people were at peace with slavery. It doesn't prove anything about any given group as much as it does about human nature, which basically stinks. That's why the most important thing is to know that and to work on making good humans when you raise them. This was not done in the United States, beginning with the generation called the greatest generation. They did not raise their children to be good. They raised their children to be affluent and happy. And the combination of secularism and affluence produces massive boredom. Boredom produces the need to find a cause. And that, my dear friends, in a nutshell, is how the left was created. Out of the post-Judeo-Christian, post-World War II, boredom. I need a cause, man. You know my famous riddle? No, I I take back famous. It's famous to me. (laughs) Uh, But here's my riddle, and that is, uh, what do you call a religious person who says the end is near? A crackpot. What do you call a secular person who says the end is near? An environmentalist. I got a couple of riddles I made up. What do you call a happy black American? A Republican. But that's it. I have now exhausted the riddles that I have made up. But they're good ones. They tell you a lot of truth. If I could make up another ten, I could write a column. Prager's Riddles. It's a riddle why decent people do not see what is happening in the United States. That's that's the riddle. And I mean it. There are decent people. Take care of their friends, their families, and then support the ruination of this remarkable country. USA Today had a an article that the black national anthem, as it is called, should be America's national anthem. This will heal divisions. Really, it will heal divisions. That is Orwellian, is it not? Mark in Stockton, California, hello. 
Yeah, I don't understand why you're uncomfortable with the word insurrection. It meets the dictionary definition, what happened in Washington. Read the dictionary definition, please. It says, um, an instance of rising in arms or open rebellion against an established government or authority. Okay. Then we've had uh, a, a, a year of nonstop insurrections. Is that correct? Can you tell me why what happened? Can you tell me why what happened in Portland and San Francisco and and Seattle and New York was not called an insurrection? But this, this I would, I would call that was. rioting and shoplifting by evil people. You wouldn't call it an insurrection when they take over? Uh, no, because they weren't government agencies. They took uh, they police. Were, they police, were like department stores. Is the police station a government agency? And, is the police station a government agency? I would say that is definitely an insurrection. Did any Democrat call any of that an insurrection? I don't know, but you're saying it's right, not Well, let's say, okay, so let me say, if they didn't, do you have a thought as to why only that event on January 6th was called an insurrection? I would say that the events in, against police stations is, is definitely an insurrection. Okay, all right. So I'll tell you, if they start calling so much of what happened in the summer insurrection, I have no problem. But all of a sudden, they they have uh, decided to use the word against the people uh, who for a few hours took over. And it's disgusting. I I condemned it so fast. I have proof that I did because it happened. It, it, it just started at the end of my program. Uh, my program runs uh, Pacific time, 9 to noon. So uh, I'd like to f- know with what time this uh, the riot started there in Washington. But anyway, I every day record a promo for the next day's show. And so I record the promo, with, oh, I'd say within 15 or minutes or a half hour of my of my show. And my promo was how uh, was how uh, was a total condemnation of what had happened. So I. I it it, uh, it it terribly uh, disturbed me. Uh, the The ratio of people who uh, engaged in this compared to the number of people who were at the rally is very tiny. It, things need to be put into uh, perspective. For people who did who were against the prosecution of anybody who forced, I had the numbers yesterday, I have to give you the numbers, the numbers of dead over the rioting, the amount, I I think it's $2 billion, and it's not $2 billion of government money, it's $2 billion of of individuals' money lost, uh, I believe that was the figure that I read in in the riots of the summer. Everybody listening, whatever side you're on, knows that the amount of condemnation was was in, insignificant or non-existent. The only answers to all of all of the rioting was uh, let's defund police. And amazingly, people in those neighborhoods still voted Democrat. The ability of people to vote against what is good for themselves is a phenomenon. It truly is. Yes. Kathy in Varico, 
Valrico, sorry, Valrico, Florida. Hello. Hello, Dennis. I'm a longtime listener, and uh, I just I was watching C-SPAN yesterday and watching the vote and everything. And uh, didn't the House of Representatives change the rules and say that you couldn't refer to men and women, mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers? Yes, they did. Excellent point. How did they do gentle lady? And how do they know the person identifies as such? Nancy Pelosi said that they were going to drop mother and father and daughter and son. And she said she was yesterday. And now they go gentle lady. Back in a moment. Hi, y'all. Dennis Prager here. And I'm thinking, is there any cause that the left believes in that is not, that they do not use the most extreme term to describe what they are fighting? Let's see. So you don't merely differ with President Trump you impeach him. You impeach him twice, once with a weak left to his administration. And so impeachment has been totally cheapened as a political, becomes just another political tool. Uh, Global warming or climate change, as it was changed into, that's not merely a problem, it's an existential threat. That you uh, you don't merely take common sense precautions against COVID nineteen. You deprive people of their liberties. You lock down a society. Uh, it is literally extremist. Literally, every issue upon which they place their policies devote their time, their energy, is there's an extreme element to it. It wasn't merely a a riot or a takeover. It was an insurrection and a coup, a coup, that's right. It was an attempt to overthrow the government. So if there really is an attempt to overthrow the government, they will have lost the vocabulary. But it doesn't matter. When you own the media of a society, you can't say anything. That's what what has happened. But you will notice in every instance, uh, the president is not merely uh, someone to be opposed. He is the white supremacist in chief. I played you that today uh, from this uh, hate-filled congresswoman uh, from uh, Missouri who does nothing for her, I presume, largely black district, because she referred to it as such, they will suffer. They suffer from what happened in Washington. Actually, they benefited from the president, whom she hates and calls the uh, white supremacist-in-chief. You notice the language that is used. You, You are not merely wrong. You are sexist, intolerant, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, and bigoted. I might note whenever I say Islamophobic, there's a voice in me that notes how this 
is an example of the left owning the rhetoric of the country, why is there no term for hatred of Christians? There's a term for hatred of Jews. There's a term for hatred of Muslims. There is no term for hatred of Jews. Is it because nobody hates Christians? Amazing thing, no? Wow. What a, wow. I tell you. The only group on earth that has nobody who hates it. Such is the kidnapping of language that has taken place by the left and which nobody seems, well, not, not nobody, but people in general don't seem uh, to, uh, to recognize. And Clearwater, Florida, and Jim, hello. Hey, Dennis, how you doing today? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Hey, um, I was just calling. We can use the same tools that um, corporate America has been using against us for probably the last 30 years and just shop local. We rebuild our community. The way our communities used to be 30, 40 years ago, you know, using your local shops, you know, knowing who your neighbors are. You know, we don't need Walmart. We don't need Target. We don't need Amazon. You know, and a lot of this is our fault, too. Um because the Machiavellian politicians in office on both sides, especially us as conservatives, the Republicans have done us no favors over the last 20, 30 years either. You know, they've changed a lot of the laws that allowed this to happen. You know, we have a, a state congressman named Randy Fine. Now, this probably won't go anywhere, but you know, he's calling for the uh, boycott, you know, of Facebook and Twitter. Um, well, it, it would go somewhere, actually. It would go somewhere uh, if we uh, if we could have parlor, but that's that's the problem. Hi, everybody! You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. I was cracking up right before I got on the air, watching Ami Horowitz's latest video. We're going to have him on. I believe next hour he was he lives in Manhattan, but he goes all over the world. But this was this took place in Manhattan, and he asked people, uh, "Is it important to be tolerant of others?" And they were just so enthusiastic about being tolerant of everybody. And then he asked this woman, who said she was the most one of the most empathetic people in the world, "What do you think of Republicans?" <laughs> And she said, everything in the world has value. All creations have value, except Republicans. <laughs> and that's the way it went. Young people, older people, it didn't matter. It, it's like uh, all the young people who say they are for free speech, except hate speech. So they're not for free speech. What do they not understand that? Since they label whatever they differ with hate speech, they're they're, they're not for free speech. Okay. You are taught uh, in the American educational system how not to think clearly. 
It's another terrible reason, another good reason about a terrible issue not to send your child to school in this country, but to homeschool or find a good school, find a school that believes in education. That would be the, the single most powerful thing people could do. They want to boycott Amazon and they want to boycott this place and that place. But the the best thing that people could do is withdraw from the schools. I will not allow you to teach my child to hate this country and basically to hate me, his or her parent. That's really what is happening. The number of you listening to this show who have a child that has contempt for you because of the educational system is in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, certainly millions in this country. One of the things that I ask people when I meet them, it's a very tough question because if the answer is sad, it's very sad. But I ask just about anybody I meet if they have children, if they're conservative, I ask if you have children. Most do. And may I ask, do your children share your values? And then very sad stories come out, including, not not rarely, they won't talk to me. I voted for Donald Trump. They won't talk to me. It started four years ago when I read to you the Thanksgiving story from the front page of the New York Times after the 2016 election. How many people would not go to their parents or their friends? Because they voted for Trump, they wouldn't go there for Thanksgiving. I would say that the ratio of people who do that to the people on our side who do that is probably a thousand to one. Do any of you know anybody who will not talk to a parent because the parent is on the left? I don't. I have not. I have not heard of such a uh, of such an instance taking place. All righty, everybody. And uh, Rob in Northfield, Illinois. Hello, Rob. Hello, Dennis. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say <clears throat> Trump had some more fiery stuff in that speech, you know, besides uh, we're going to march peacefully and this and that. There was some fire there. But well, when, uh, wait, 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 wait. There was nothing that was to say I say every day we have to fight the left nobody assumes that means that you do something violent well and he said something like you know we you get what you want through strength or something like that. yes right why is why is that wrong why is that an invitation to violence well but the point I was trying to make was um, because those are all the quotes that you hear on the you know the left side um, but when he said there was very fine people on both sides, he condemned Nazis in the same breath, but they were able to go with just that one quote to, you know, label him racist for the whole entire time. Yeah. L- let me just, uh, once again, uh, it's frustrating, but I, I've learned to live with frustration because I, I can't assume something I say is heard by everybody. It's a little, uh, self-delusional to think that. I know that. But uh, I, I know I've said it, and we've made one of the most widely viewed PragerU videos on this with Steve Cortez. Uh, 
When he said they were fine people on both sides, he was referring to people on the statue issue, and he was trying to calm things. Here was a man who was saying that there are people on the left who are fine too. He should have been commended for that statement, not lied about. That's the irony. Here here he was trying to tamp down the tensions that were taking place in Charlottesville. And he was right. There were fine people on both sides of the statue issue. He didn't think there were fine Nazis any more than he thought they were fine Antifa. To believe that he said there were fine people on both sides and was referring to the Nazis means he was also referring to Antifa. He doesn't believe there were fine people in Antifa. What are the both sides? If the if one side was Nazi, one side was Antifa. Among the many reasons that sheer logic shows what what a what a lie that is, the charge against the president with regard to that. Raphael in Los Angeles, hello. Dennis, hello. Um, thank you for taking my call. I saw you at the JNF breakfast a few years ago. I've been listening to you. Ever since. Oh yes, I was a big, a big turnout at the hotel. Stay on with me. I'm going to uh, take a break here. We'll be back uh, in a moment. By the way, click on the uh, cruises, the one cruise and one trip, Israel, and then England, Iceland, on my website. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, everybody, I want to remind you, and I go back to Raphael in Los Angeles. Hello. Yes, thank you, Dennis. Can you hear me all right? I do. Okay. Dennis, I'll make it very brief. I agree with you on the, on taking your kids out of school. I, I have done that. I'm, we're here at the LAUSD, and uh, we did it. I couldn't have my, my son hating this country, so I carved out time in my day. To, to homeschool him, and we hired a tutor, and we're, and we're putting our money where our mouth is. But it's hard, and, and that's kind of the focus of my question uh, or comment. It's very hard for conservatives to kind of protest in these ways. They can avoid certain stores and avoid certain brands. But like, it, it occurred to me the other day, just kind of out of the blue, that maybe there's a better way to do this um, and kind of resist, or I should say disengage uh, from these companies and it's 401k plans. We, uh, as Americans, have $5 trillion vested with money managers and 401k plans. And a, a, a vast majority of those funds are sent to the FANG stocks, Facebook and Google. And I, you know, what I did very early on as kind of my own personal protest was I moved my uh, 401k money into a stable value fund, um, which, of course, did not grow at the, at the 5 to 7% rate under the, you know, the Trump administration, but it gave me solace for a minute just knowing that. And I just think, you know, as we think about some of these movements on the left, you know, if we could only get maybe 10 or 15% of 401k holders to make a similar move, even temporarily, I think that's the kind of thing that would... I do. I I think you're right. But uh, the most immediate thing is the corruption of the most precious thing people have in their lives, more precious than their home. And that is their children. Everyone listening knows that your child will not be educated in the vast majority of America's schools. Your child will be indoctrinated. It is an incredibly difficult decision to make to take your child out of school. 
and put them in a school that will teach rather than indoctrinate or have them homeschooled. I am going to have more and more people on to help you navigate the, the complexities, if there are, if that's the proper word, of homeschooling. And that is the answer, until, of course, the left bans homeschooling, as they have in Germany, by the way. This, uh, this notion of liberty, it's not common, my friends. It is not common. Of the I sing, sweet land of liberty. We continue. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 